Hello my friends, welcome again to the I Meditate podcast. I thought that for this episode we'd explore the origins of my interest in hypnosis, why I got into it, what started me off, some of the adventures I had early on. So sit back, relax and enjoy this week's I Meditate podcast. Hello everyone, how are you doing? Welcome back to the I Meditate podcast. It's great to be here today. And do you know what? I thought I would take a trip down memory lane and talk about a few of the things that got me into hypnosis, self-hypnosis and meditation. When I was 10, I, I went down to Cornwall with my parents, my, my younger brother on holiday to a campsite, a cam, cam, the campsite caravan park type place, uh, which had a, as is so common, a clubhouse the bar and the entertainment dodgy bands that kind of thing and on the, i mean it made such an impression but on the thursday night i even remember it was the thursday night we uh went to the clubhouse and they had a stage hypnotist on i don't remember the guy's name unfortunately but i pretty well remember his entire act such an impression it made upon me and i remember to this day i actually cannot remember a time when I've laughed as much as I did during that show from the fascination of watching him place uh, selected subjects to taking them into hypnosis to there was all sorts of crazy mad things one at one point he had had everybody thinking they were giving birth to baby gorillas Uh, (laughs) and another time he had people hallucinating animals their favorite animals and there's this one bloke he was he looked like ah, i don't know a cross between arnold schwarzenegger and and a big hairy biker and he was huge and um he'd got he was seeing in his hypnotic state a budgie on his hand and i remember it to this day the the hypnotist <laughs> come down said oh, that's a nice budgie do you mind if i take him and he took the budgie up and he's oh it's lovely isn't he and he's pretending to stroke this budgie that this guy can see and then he bit its head off um obviously not really because it wasn't really there but in this guy's mind this guy just taken his budgie and bit his head off this guy got up so quickly and was about to deck him he was literally about to punch his lights out and i still remember him and sleep (laughs) and the guy went back down very very quickly and he said i'm not stupid and uh it really was it was just so fascinatingly amazing um then like I said, even now, I mean, I, I have performed most of that act myself at different points in time. And I can still still picture it there to this day. And it has always fascinated me, that gap and that bridge between imagined mind reality and how much the imagination and the power of our mind affects and transforms our experience of. Because we have to remember that everything that goes on around us doesn't affect us. It's our assessment, our interpretation, our viewpoint on the events and the things around us that create the feelings within us. So if you go out into the countryside and see beautiful forests and mountains lifting up and you feel close and connected to something, It's not the mountains and the trees that are making you feel that. You are making yourself feel that in response to everything that's going on outside, which can lead to the fact that 
everything you experience actually takes place on the inner. And we can change and transform through hypnosis those images, those representations that govern and inform how we experience life. And that, that for me is a fascination. That is, that is molding reality, molding our experience of reality. That is, in essence, for me, a kind of magic. And I remember getting back off holiday and going straight to the local library and picking up uh, a book, The Theory and Practice of Hypnotism by William J. Oosby, Ousby, and I still have a copy of it today. It's here in front of me now. And it also had, a, it was two books in one, really. There was the, the hypnosis one and there was a self-hypnosis one. And self-hypnosis is an amazing thing. It's, it's our ability to take ourselves into those learning states, our ability to take ourselves into that point of inner focus where our imagination and our mind and our unconscious mind can be engaged to achieve many things from just relaxation to general senses of well-being to changing habits for instilling confidence for helping us achieve goals to solve problems and many, many other things. And I found, I always remember having got this book, really devoured it as, as I do to this day. I mean, a myriad of hypnosis books and different books in front of me. Uh, and I still have the same hunger when they arrive to devour whatever insights, knowledge and wisdom I can find within. And I remember, the, <laughs> I remember once I was, uh, I'd read this self-hypnosis part of the book and I was in my bedroom at home and decided I was going to, to do this thing. Now, look, if ever you're going to practice and have a go at self-hypnosis, and I do recommend if you get an opportunity to learn hypnosis, you should take that opportunity. But I remember being at home and lying on, on the bed and taking myself into um, this self-hypnotic state I was only probably about 11 at this point 10 or 11 and and I'd got the curtains drawn the lights were off so it was all dark uh, and I was there and I was I, I was going through the processes I was taking myself into hypnosis I think I'd got to the point I had an arm levitation when, it's when your arm just you don't consciously lift it but it starts rising up by itself going on at which point um my mother walked in. My mom walked in. I was like, oh my God, Robert, what are you doing? All this weird stuff. And uh, I think the book of hypnosis was beside me. And, 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 and that was my first venturing into, into self-hypnosis. The same book also led me to attempt hypnosis with friends at school. And when I was about 12, I, uh, <laughs> I was in a hypno uh, not in a hypnosis lesson that would have been great imagine that you go to school where they teach hypnosis i personally think they should um there's a lot to be gained from the thinking behind hypnosis that would empower our younger generations and uh, help them a lot in life but hey that's a different talk at a different time i was in in second year in senior school put me about 12 and we had a lesson where the teacher had, was away we had a standing teacher who was really for whatever reason very late i mean they didn't come in until it was about last 15 minutes of the lesson time and we were bored and i'd got my book on hypnosis with me and i was flicking through it and one of the lads in the class said oh you go on do some hypnosis and uh there was a friend of mine kev and uh he's he's an amazing drummer he's 
he's a fabulous guy. And uh, he he volunteered. And so I took him into hypnosis and gave him the suggestion that every time he heard the word cats, he would sit on the floor and not be able to get out, just be stuck to the floor. And uh, and so we did this and it was entertaining and amusing. And especially when the, the teacher finally made it to the lesson and Kev kept sitting on the floor, he could only get up if I tapped him on the shoulder. So anyway, the lesson's finished. And I used to go home. I didn't live too far off. So I used to go home for lunch. So I went home for lunch. Uh, it's amazing how things stay in your mind, isn't it? I went home for lunch and I got back and I was in a science lesson and the school secretary came up to the science lesson and was like, uh, can, can I take Rob Chapman out of the classroom, please? So I'm, I'm taken out of the classroom and uh, it's like, oh, is everything all right? Um, well, we've called your mum and dad in. You know, what? I know and they were working. So to call them in and for them to be there, so I went up and we sat outside the headmaster's office. <laughs> sat outside the headmaster's office. And um, they didn't look happy. You can imagine it, can you not? Um, not looking happy. And I'm sat there with them. And they're going, what have you done? I don't know. What's that? They're saying that your friend Kev's had some sort of episode where he was refusing to get off the floor and was saying, you've put a spell on him. <laughs> it's just like, oh, no. You know, you, you know when you can just see the image coming to mind and you just go, oh, what the, what have we done? So anyway, go, go in to the headmaster's office. He was he was a fair and decent headmaster, in, in all fairness. He was a nice bloke. Um, but he wasn't impressed. He wasn't impressed. And what happened, I'd gone home. And he, uh, Kevin had gone to lunch, and somebody had shouted at him cats across the room. Being a young hypnotist back then, very young hypnotist, I'd forgotten to undo the suggestion that I'd put there. Which meant when he heard the word cats in the in the in the, the dining hall in front of half of the school, he sat on the floor. So the dinner ladies came up, Kev, get up. And he refused to get up. Said he couldn't. That I'd put some sort of spell on him. And he then the the teachers were got collected up. They got one of the teachers to tell him to get off the floor and again he said i cannot get off the floor rob's put a spell on me in the end they had to get the headmaster who had to come and pick him up off the floor to get him to move now it all made sense now i knew why i was in the headmaster's office with my parents looking very very unhappy however they, they called me an idiot. They, they did tell me I was an idiot and I was stupid for doing such things. But they were actually more annoyed that the school had called them in from work based on the premise that some lad had said I'd put a spell on him. And uh, you can, whenever you get the opportunity to learn something new, go ahead and do that thing. And you can practice it and get very good of it and it can benefit your life. 
so my mate Kev had got me into a whole lot of bother, but really, I guess I was young and, and, and messing around with, with, with hypnosis at the time. And I still remember the first times at junior school hypnotizing friends so as their hands were stuck together. Uh, that was when I first got the book. And that was about the same time that, that I had done the self-hypnosis stuff. And self-hypnosis is an amazing tool, along with hypnosis and meditation. Now, I, when I was about 15, developed a uh, cyst and, to be honest, thought I was going to die. I thought it was cancer and, and that was it. At the time, though, I was very body conscious. I was also, um, I was actually probably 14. Um, I was afraid of going to doctors, hospitals, basically everything I needed to get this sorted out. It was easier for me at that point in my life to accept after six months I was going to die than it was to get over those fears uh, and those anxieties. And although I didn't at the time when it first happened, when I was about 25, and yes, I did live with that for 10 years. When I was about 25, I used, um, I'd been doing meditation for a while and I used self-hypnosis because I realized actually I have the tools here to get past this. My, my partner at the time was very encouraging and saying, look, you know, you need to, you need to get this sorted out. It's like just this fear, this anxiety about going and doing this. And so I use self-hypnosis. I use self-hypnosis to get through the fears, to get through the anxiety, get through the worry to the point where I was able to go to the doctors. I went to the doctors and referred to hospital, hospital tests, examinations, la di da di da Turns out it was just a cyst. That was a relief. They still was still the fact they were going to have to operate and remove it but it will you know and I could have saved myself 10 years of worrying and thinking I was going to die had I applied those techniques sooner and it's amazing I remember the first time I had a client who came to me with uh it was quite an unusual it was my first client in fact who had uh, an anxiety thing going on where um, when they got nervous and stressed or anxious, their gag reflex intensified and they would gag and they wore false teeth. This isn't a good thing when you have false teeth because they would cough them out. And um, it seemed to always happen either at work when they were stressed, which being a nurse in the community always made uh, things tricky. Because if you're midway through dealing with somebody and then you, you know, you're stressed and that reflex triggers, you've got to catch, take the gloves off, catch your teeth, put them back in get your gloves back on and carry on what you're doing. And also in, in finding a new partner, in, in being out and about, in, in courting to, to give it the old, um, old, old name for it. She, she, she would be drinking a glass of wine if she got anxious and stressed and the teeth would drop out into the drink or, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't great for that. And so using hypnosis and teaching herself hypnosis to enable her to take control of that inner world and how she reacted to the outer world uh, enabled her to um, get past that reaction, get past that anxiety and stress that was causing that, that problem. And quite often with anxiety and stress, there is a, there's the inner worry, inner fear. There's also an outer, quite often an outer manifestation. It can be aches and pains. It can be 
like that kind of gag reflex. It could be eczema, it could be stomach problems. And a lot of these things are cleared up once you engage with hypnosis and, and self-hypnosis because it's an anxiety stress thing. It's not a physical ailment. It's triggered by the mind, which then triggers the physical manifestation of it. So I taught her, and even to this day now, if I go out around the town she, she lives and if I see her, she gives me this big grin because after one session and teaching her a few things, she is able now to just not spit her teeth out all the time, which is obviously a blessing. And uh, and that blessing is one that I've experienced myself in overcoming that fear of the fact that I thought I was going to die. But the fear, not that, that was the easy bit. The hard bit for me was the doctors and the hospitals, but with self-hypnosis and the use of meditation as well, I was able to get past that get things sorted and here i am today some 20 years on now wow 20 years on and uh, still here talking to you about that wonderful time i had in cornwall seeing that that stage hypnotist for the first time i also remember that same it was the day after so it'd been the friday night there was a meteorite shower so it was in august and i saw about 15 shooting stars that night and it really that whole time really that sowed the seeds for what i do now for, for, for being a hypnotist, meditation teacher. And I love having brought that all together with I Meditate. And one of the things to do with I Meditate is to teach people these techniques. And coming up in May, uh, 27th, 28th, I think of May, the, the last weekend in May anyway, I'm running the introduction to self-hypnosis course, which is the magic of self-hypnosis. So if you are interested in the opportunity to learn these techniques for yourself. That is a two-day course, which is packed full of the techniques, which if you go away and practice, will help you change your life, will help you overcome stuff, will help you achieve stuff, will help you lower stress and anxiety. They are wonderfully powerful techniques and it's a fascinating area to start learning. And the benefits are mentally, emotionally, and physically very similar to meditation. And yet we can achieve those benefits quicker through self-hypnosis. So if that is something you would be interested in at uh, sometime soon, then whether it's after listening to this, that you visit my website, www.imeditate.org.uk and drop me a message, or whether you wait a week and then get in touch once you've thought about the opportunity now to, to learn self-hypnosis. Whenever that is that you get in touch, it'd be great to hear from you, as it always is. And with this, and I, I always say this at the end, I am here to help people. I'm here to if you're dealing with stress or anxiety or if you're feeling trapped or stuck in life and limiting beliefs holding you back, get in touch. You can get in touch via the website www.imeditate.org.uk. You can get in touch. Phone me 07800 799 578. If you're outside of the UK, obviously there's the 44 prefix to, to add to that. Email me, rob at robchapman.org.uk. Find me on Facebook, either I Meditate, you'll see the logo with the I and I Meditate written underneath it, or just find me, Rob Chapman, hypnotist, on Facebook. And if I can help, if I can point you in the direction of something that will help, then I'll always be there. So don't be a stranger, get in touch. Hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Little journey down memory lane. And you know what? I know you can do this. Um, 
I always know that you can do this. Have a great one. Catch you again soon. Bye-bye.